Hello and welcome to Meiwei's Chinese Medicine Matters podcast, where we share traditional Chinese medicine news, research, and topics relevant to TCM practitioners and students. I'm Lauren Caulfield, and in this episode, William McLean discusses the Chinese medicine treatment of benign prosthetic hyperplasia. William McLean is a graduate of the New South Wales College of Natural Therapies with a diploma of traditional Chinese medicine in 1987, and the University of Technology, Sydney, with a master's in science in traditional Chinese medicine in 2004. Will interned at the Red Cross Hospital in Hangzhou, China, and apprenticed for several years under the renowned Chris Madden. In addition to the clinical handbook series, Will is the author of several works on Chinese medicine, including the Clinical Manual of Chinese Herbal Patent Medicines and the Clinical Handbook of Chinese Herbs. Will has taught widely in Australia, Europe, and the U.S. And while recently retired from nearly 30 years of clinical practice, maintains an ongoing interest in the development of strategies for understanding and treatment of chronic infections, lingering pathogens. And chronic inflammatory disorders. Benign prosthetic hyperplasia is a non-malignant proliferation of the stromal and epithelial cells of the prostate gland. It's a common problem in men over 50, and frequently leads to problems with voiding and storage of urine. The mechanism of symptom production. Is associated with the mechanical constriction of the urethra as it exits the bladder. Two main groups of symptoms are seen: those associated with the obstructive effects of an enlarged prostate on the urinary tract, and those associated with problems of storage from reduced bladder capacity. Now, the prostate is not explicitly discussed in the classical Chinese medicine literature, but it is considered to be part of the kidney organ system in contemporary texts. Although the influence of the kidneys is paramount, the prostate is also directly influenced by the liver organ system, and indirectly by the spleen and lungs. While different organ systems can be implicated, the basic mechanism common to all pathology is impediment to qian blood movement in the lower burner. The contributing factors include weak kidney yang, which is really the most common, chronic liver qi constraint. Weak spleen chi that collapses into the lower burner, failure of the lungs to govern the water passages, or the inhibiting effects of a pathogen such as damp heat or blood stasis. The causes of benign prostatic hyperplasia, in Chinese medical terms, include conditions such as invasion by external pathogens. Various emotional factors can have an influence. The diet,、uh, exhaustion, and overwork. And the development of prostatic and urinary calculi. External pathogens, mostly in the form of damp heat, can gain access to the lower burner through the Tai Yung bladder channel, or via the Leg Yin channels. While the local collateral channels, being small branches of the major channels that spread through the genitourinary system, can act as a conduit for transmission during sexual intercourse. Direct invasion. By external pathogenic damp heat, occurs much more easily in someone who has a pre-existing kidney deficiency. Sometimes a damp heat invasion of the liver gallbladder system 
may influence the lower burner and prostate, as the damp heat that affects these organ systems can sink down through the liver channel to accumulate at the lowest point of the lower burner, that is, the prostate. The emotional factors that are influential are those that primarily affect the liver, as the liver channel passes through the lower burner. Emotions such as frustration, anger, resentment, especially when repressed and festering, can all disrupt the circulation of liver chi, thereby obstructing the movement of lower burner chi and fluids, which in turn accumulate in the prostate gland, causing swelling. Once chi has become constrained in the lower burner, it fails to lead the blood, resulting in blood stasis. Similarly, constrained liver chi can invade and weaken the spleen, contributing to chi deficiency and the collapse of chi into the lower burner. The diet is considered quite influential in the development of prostate swelling. Excessive consumption of rich, greasy, sweet or spicy foods and alcohol introduces damp heat into the spleen and liver, which can then sink and settle into the lower burner. The prolonged damp heat that accumulates in the lower burner can gradually infiltrate the prostate or congeal into phlegm or stones, which then further block the urinary passages and contribute to blood stasis. Overeating in general or an excess of dairy and carbohydrates tend to generate phlegm. Too much cold-natured or raw food weakens spleen yang and qi and can lead to dampness that can accumulate in the prostate. Prolonged spleen deficiency also drains the kidneys, depleting yang and opening up a weakness that can be subject to direct invasion. Alcohol and caffeine introduce heat into the system and can contribute to damp heat or liver heat. The many factors that specifically deplete the spleen and kidneys can also be quite influential in contributing to prostatic hyperplasia. Excessive working, worry or mental activity or prolonged illness are some of the main factors that can weaken the spleen and kidneys. Once weakened, the normal ascending action of the spleen can fail. And the ascent of spleen chi is essential to create the appropriate equilibrium for the descent of turbid waste materials, as the spleen governs the raising of the clear and the descent of the turbid. When this function fails, the clear and the turbid can intermingle and sink into and accumulate in the prostate. If any spleen chi deficiency persists, or there is concurrent overconsumption of raw, cold, uncooked foods, spleen and kidney yang deficiency can develop, further aggravating weakness of fluid metabolism and movement. Instead of fluids being normally processed and distributed appropriately, they can start to accumulate in the prostate, causing a great degree of swelling. Weak yang is also responsible for weakness of qi movement in general, and therefore the excessive accumulation of qi and blood in the lower burner. Weak kidney yang, so important in the development of prostatic hyperplasia, can be congenital or could develop with age, chronic illness, repeated exposure to cold conditions, and excessive sexual activity. Kidney yin, on the other hand, can be damaged by chronic damp heat in the lower burner and prostate, uh, diseases with fever, overwork, 
long hours of activity, insufficient sleep and the use of recreational drugs. Kidney yin is also naturally weakened by ageing and by excessive sexual activity. If stones or urinary calculi accumulate in the urinary tract or prostate, they can obstruct the outflow of the prostate, causing accretion of prostatic fluid. The most common pathology underlying formation of these calculi in Chinese medical terms is chronic damp heat and kidney indeficiency. Usually related to the diet, the damp heat type results in damp heat sinking into the lower burner and the heat gradually congealing the dampness into a hard lump, i.e. the calculus. In the kidney indeficiency type, fluids are thickened by the dual action of heat from deficiency and the depletion of the yin portion, which then gradually congeals into stones. The treatment of prostatic hyperplasia is often successful, with the deficiency patterns, in particular kidney-young deficiency, quite responsive. Regardless of the pattern or patterns involved, however, a minimum of several months' treatment, and often more, is usually necessary for a sustained result. Some patients require ongoing treatment to maintain effective urinary function. In general, at least a month or two of treatment should be given before deciding whether the treatment is working or not. However, we find many patients get some degree of symptomatic relief within a few weeks. Acupuncture and herbs, while effective, are enhanced by massage of the prostate. Or if massage is impractical, Reasonably frequent ejaculation is found to be helpful. In my experience, prostatic massage is a really important part of the treatment and it provides some immediate relief by squeezing out the contents of the prostate and reducing its size while the herbs and acupuncture gradually resolve the underlying cause and improve overall lower burner chi movement as well as kidney and prostate function. A general practitioner who specialises in this area usually performs the procedure, although it's not especially complicated and can be carefully attempted by a willing partner. If prostatic massage is impractical or unavailable, then regular ejaculation can help to move chi and blood in the prostate by mechanically emptying prostatic contents. The recommended frequency for an individual varies considerably with their age, health and general constitution. But in general, the aim is to encourage at least one or two ejaculations every week in younger patients, with frequency diminishing linearly with age and health, in an attempt to balance the need to preserve the jing, the essence, with the need to empty and clean the prostate. In some patients, particularly those with kidney deficiency, this can be quite difficult initially. However, we often find as yang and yin are restored, both the ability and the inclination often return. There are a relatively small number of generally agreed upon patterns of prostatic hyperplasia, and of these, in my opinion and my experience, three are the most important. These are kidney young deficiency, liver cheek constraint, and damp heat, at least either ones that I have seen with some degree of consistency in my clinical practice. Of these, kidney-young deficiency is probably the most common pattern and also the one that tends to be the most responsive to treatment. The mechanism of the prostate swelling, 
is twofold. Firstly, the failure of young qi movement in general and of fluid metabolism in particular. Kidney yang, of course, underpins fluid metabolism. So deficiency leads to poor transformation and distribution of fluids. These unprocessed fluids can sink into the lower burner and cause the prostate to swell. Kidney yang deficiency type prostatic hyperplasia can present in two general ways. The first with urinary difficulty, and the second with loss of control over urination with leakage or incontinence. In the latter case, the lower yin, which is under the control of the kidneys, is weak and unable to restrain fluids. Because the circulation of yang qi in the lower burner is so compromised, kidney yang deficiency type hyperplasia is often complicated by blood stasis. Kidney yang deficiency type prostatic hyperplasia is generally a problem of older men, mostly over 50, but it can affect younger men who have weakened their kidneys either through the various activities noted before or because they have a constitutional kidney weakness. When urinary difficulty is the main presentation, the patient has problems with expulsion of urine. There can be terminal dribbling, a frequent urge to urinate, but difficulty getting started, or a weak and broken urinary stream. Nocturia and daytime frequency are generally marked, and when severe, there may be urinary incontinence. The external genitals can feel cold or contracted to the patient, and prostatic examination tends to reveal a prostate that is often grossly swollen, but can be either firm or soft or boggy, mostly not tender to palpation. In addition to the urinary symptoms, there are usually typical features of kidney yang deficiency. Exhaustion, fatigue, cold intolerance, cold extremities, a weak cold, aching low back and knees, pallor, and a swollen, pale, scalloped tongue with a weak and slow pulse, particularly weak in the proximal positions. Treatment for this pattern is pretty straightforward. We want to warm and tonify kidney yang, support fluid metabolism and reduce the swelling, and to strengthen the kidney's control over the lower yin. When the main feature of this type of kidney yang deficiency is a weak urinary stream, terminal dribbling and difficulty getting started, this can be treated with a formula such as Jisheng Shanqiwan, kidney qi pill from formulas to aid the living. On the other hand, if the main presentation is marked frequency, nocturia or incontinence, a formula such as Jinggui Shanqiwan, kidney qi pill from the golden cabinet, or Yogguiwan, restore the right kidney pill, can be selected as the guiding prescriptions. As noted before, prostatic hyperplasia of a kidney yang deficiency type generally responds pretty well to treatment. In uncomplicated cases, patients should expect to see some improvement in urinary symptoms and their systemic features of yang deficiency within a few weeks, with gradual improvement in both urinary and other kidney-related symptoms thereafter. Depending on the age of the patient and the degree of deficiency and any other complicating factors, especially blood stasis, 
Treatment often needs to be ongoing to maintain improvement. Prosthetic massage is really helpful in these situations. And a young warming diet is also essential. Liver chi constraint type prosthetic hyperplasia is most common in a younger age group, typically office workers or those with sedentary and stressful occupations in their 30s and 40s. And of course, the liver is intimately connected with the structure and function of the lower burner via the liver channel, which passes through and exerts considerable influence over the reproductive system, genitals and bladder area. The mechanisms by which liver cheek constraint causes prostate swelling include obstruction to the triple burner fluid pathways, interference with bladder chi transformation, and the liver's general influence on tissue tone and chi movement. Any or all of these can lead to fluid accumulation in the lowest part of the lower burner, and therefore swelling of the prostate gland. Chronically constrained chi also gives rise to heat and can also generate dampness by overacting on the spleen and thereby weakening it. The main features of a chi constraint type prostatic hyperplasia are inhibited urination, difficulty getting started, a broken urinary stream, or feeling of incomplete voiding, all of which are worse with stress. The suprapubic region often feels distended and full, with aching discomfort in the perineum and scrotum. In addition to these urinary symptoms, there are the typical features of liver cheek constraint, such as a stifling sensation in the chest, hypochondriac discomfort or tightness, generalised fatigue and lethargy that tend to be improved with activity, and various abdominal complaints like distension, flatulence, and alternating constipation and diarrhoea. These patients are often quite irritable as well, easy to anger or tending to depression. The treatment aims to dredge the liver and regulate chi in the lower burner, open up the water passages, promote urination and reduce swelling with a formula such as Chen Xiang San or Ju He Wan. Less specific formulas like Chai Hu Shugan Wan or Xiaoya Wan can also be effective especially when combined with diuretic prescriptions such as Wuling San and or Wu Pi Yin. Prostatic hyperplasia of a liver cheek and strength type can respond reasonably well to herbal and acupuncture treatment and patients should generally expect to see some symptomatic improvement within a few weeks as long as the sources of stress can be reasonably managed. Experience suggests that prostate massage is very helpful liver cheek constraint patterns, as well as uh, regular aerobic exercise. Although activities like cycling are the exception and should be avoided. A chi moving diet is also very helpful. The damp heat type of prostatic hyperplasia is relatively common, not as common as the first two that I've just mentioned, but is seen in clinic from time to time. Damp heat causes prostate swelling and urinary problems in two ways. Firstly, the damp component obstructs elimination of fluids, which then accumulate in the prostate. Secondly, heat concentrates in the remaining fluids, 
and irritates the delicate tissues of the genitourinary tract. The combined effect of this is prostate swelling and urinary difficulty with scanty, uncomfortable urination. Two main sources of this damp heat are noted. The diet and middle burner, which is the most common, and direct transmission through the collaterals of a lower burner associated with sexual activity. In practice, we find the proportions of heat and dampness can vary quite considerably. Although in general, the more chronic the problem, the less prominent the heat is likely to be. Chronic damp heat in the lower burner can eventually congeal into urinary stones. It also damages yin and fluids and can promote the congealing of blood into blood stasis. The clinical features of prostatic hyperplasia of a damp heat type are scanty, concentrated urine that is difficult to pass and sometimes comes in drips. The urination itself can feel hot or burning. The perineal and suprapubic regions are distended and full and more uncomfortable when they are palpated. The more heat there is, the greater the burning and urinary discomfort. The more dampness, the greater the distension and cloudiness of the urine. Prostate examination reveals a prostate that is quite swollen, but feels soft or boggy, and is generally uh, somewhat tender to palpation. In addition to these urinary symptoms, patients will experience a variety of symptoms typical of damp heat, such as a stifling sensation in the chest, loss of appetite, some nausea, they may feel thirsty but with little desire to drink. Often there will be a low-grade afternoon fever or alternating fever and chills. The tongue will have a notably thick, greasy yellow coat and the pulse is typically slippery, slippery and rapid. The aim of treatment is to clear damp heat from the lower burner and prostate, promote urination and reduce the swelling. In situations where the heat is reasonably obvious or the heat and dampness components are more or less equally balanced, a formula such as Bajangsan can be very helpful. If the heat component is quite marked or the damp heat originates in the liver, a formula such as Longdan Shiagantang can be selected. When dampness is predominant relative to heat, a formula such as Bixia Fanqingyin or Bixia Shengshutang can be used. Prostatic hyperplasia of a damp heat type can respond to treatment as long as the contributing factors are managed, in this case predominantly the diet. A damp heat clearing diet is really essential in this particular case. Prostatic massage can also be helpful as long as the prostate's not too sensitive. If massage can't be tolerated, a reasonable frequency of ejaculation is recommended. Get the prostate moving properly. For more information, more patterns, more treatments, including detailed acupuncture treatments, please see the Clinical Handbook of Internal Medicine.
Thank you for tuning into this episode on the Chinese medicine treatment of benign prosthetic hyperplasia, which was researched, written, and read by William McLean. To read this information, you can access the written article, which is linked in the episode description. For even more information, please see William McLean's Clinical Handbook of Internal Medicine. And please subscribe to the show. It's a great way to show your support and to hear when our next episode comes out. In our upcoming episode, Dr. Sky Sturgeon will be addressing a frequently asked question. Is it kidney yang deficiency or liver yang rising? To help answer that question, Dr. Skye will be presenting a case study of a 68-year-old man seeking assistance for various everyday issues. Until then, take good care of yourself and your patients. Chinese medicine matters, and so do you. Hi everyone, Lauren here again, wishing you a happy and healthy May. As many of you know, Chinese Medicine Matters is the podcast of Mayway Herbs, a TCM online store and dispensary where practitioners can ship directly to their patients. This month on Chinese Medicine Matters, we're focusing on women's health. We'll explore a wide array of topics related to women's health at different stages of life. So stay tuned for informative episodes you won't want to miss. And we're excited to offer a special discount on our Women's Health Formulas category the entire month of May. Practitioners use code WOMEN24 at checkout on mayway.com to receive a 15% discount. And remember to sign up for the Mayway Herbs newsletter for exclusive content and ongoing promotions. The episode description includes a link to sign up. And thanks again for tuning in and supporting Real Chinese Medicine.